This is Wits. I'm John Moe. We have a tremendous show just ahead. Comedy, conversation, songs, and surprises. Stamp collecting. Oh, uh, hey, Henry. This is Henry Rollins. He's on our show this week. I want to talk about stamp collecting. But, Henry, you're more known for being a punk rock icon, spoken word performer, actor. I don't think people are really going to expect... You'd be surprised, John. I can do some intense talk about stamps. How about spoon collecting? Can we talk about that, too? Oh, uh, that's Lissy. She's on this week's show as well. She's a singer, songwriter... And spoon collector. I brought my whole collection to St. Paul for the show. I got a thousand spoons here. Well, how about we do a regular show with comedy, music, conversation. Afterward, you guys can compare stamps and spoons. Okay, but I'll be thinking about stamps the whole show. Me too, but with spoons. We'll begin right after the news. From APM, American Public Media, and Minnesota Public Radio, and the shadowy back alleys of our imagination, this is Wits. I'm John Moe. I had a chance to see Johnny Cash perform live once, years ago, and I passed it up because I was busy doing something stupid. I figured there would be another chance and then he passed away. So when I heard Bob Dylan was coming to town, my town, St. Paul, where I am now, I got on that, especially because I've heard Dylan's new album, which is really great, but sounds kind of like a train whistle being piped through a dead body. <laughs> Better see him soon, I thought. See, Dylan isn't just a great musician, he is an icon. He's almost a concept. It's like going to see democracy in concert, or <laughs> love, or gravity playing live. I don't know who would open for gravity, somebody. And Dylan's a hero of mine. See, I have this thing, when I hear music, I kind of hear it as a writer first. I hear lyrics primarily. Instrumentals to me are torture because I keep thinking, when is the song gonna start? <laughs> Drives me nuts. And Dylan's lyrics, oh, those lyrics, like uh, some are mathematicians, some are carpenters' wives, don't know how it all got started, I don't know what they're doing with their lives. Tangled up in blue. The drunken politician leaps upon the street where mothers weep and the saviors who are fast asleep, they wait for you. Johnny's in the basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on the pavement thinking about the government. I could go on longer than is reasonable. I hear his lyrics and I think, how does he do that? And it's all the versions of Dylan over the years, from folky little Bob Zimmerman from up the road there in Hibbing, Minnesota, through Greenwich Village Bob Dylan, to protest Bob Dylan, to born again Dylan, we are the world Dylan, right on up to steam whistle corpse Dylan. I was out of town the day tickets went on sale, but I asked my wife to call right at 10 a.m. when the box office opened. Do not wait till 10.05. This is Bob Dylan. Those tickets will be gone. She obliged. I took my 11-year-old son to see the show. He was excited because around Minnesota, Dylan is as legendary as our make-believe figures, like Paul Bunyan or Prince. We get to the arena, and the first thing that happens is they hand us new tickets. No longer on the upper level, we are now on the main floor, because Dylan didn't come close to selling out the room. And the crowd's just lazing about, too, as if instead of witnessing history, they were catching a Toto cover band. <laughs> I was looking for the event of a lifetime. Everyone else was looking for something to do on a Wednesday. So Bob comes out, and I see him. And he's none of the Dylans that I remember. He's wearing a barbershop quartet hat, and he's kind of bobbing up and down. <laughs> he's, he's chipper, and he kind of acts like a, a peppy vaudevillian hoofer. I can't even pick out particular words because it's all a series of growly hoots that sound fantastic. <laughs> I expected to sit in a packed house and hear the words of a poet presented in a familiar way, but Bob Dylan surprised me. How can it be surprising when someone is surprising for 50 years and then surprises some more? Yet surprised I was and remain. It's his biggest hit. How does he do that? 
We got a great show tonight. Henry Rollins is here. And the wonderful singer-songwriter Lissy is here as well. Henry Rollins is a former lead singer of Black Flag, frontman of the Rollins Band, poet, actor in a million movies, performance artist, TV host, author, DJ at Los Angeles Station, KCRW, Grammy Award winner, and more than anything else, he's Henry Rollins. Hello, Henry Rollins. Hello. Can you... Now, I, I confess, I've listened to a lot of Black Flag records in my day. Can you describe Black Flag for someone who has never heard them? It'd be a whole lot of trouble. It'd be a plague on the senses. It would be uh, an attack on your psyche and all things good. That covers it. Um, after, after that band broke up, it, it always seemed to me like you were like the Big Bang. You were shooting off in all directions. You were acting. You formed Rollins' band all over the place. Was all that kind of creative energy bottled up and just waiting to get out of the construct of the punk band? I come from the minimum wage working world, and so I always operate in the entertainment world under a high degree of desperation. Knowing I'm not equipped to do any of it, I go for all of it with the zeal of uh, a Jethro Bodine, reckoning if there's a free pen or a sandwich involved, it's probably good for me. So in the 80s, I said yes to everything. Such what, as? What well, was when directors thing? would call me, uh, hey, you're that crazy guy who yells. I said, we, oui, I am that guy. <laughs> they said, can you act? I said, yeah, can you pay? Because Top Ramen doesn't hold me. Will and there be a craft services table when I get there? I'll probably take it home. And so... <laughs> Uh, I started saying yes to everything because it was all interesting to me and inactivity I just can't handle. So I ended up having this very uh, varied resume. What do you mean inactivity you can't handle? I don't like being still. I don't like sitting around. I don't like watching the grass grow. I don't enjoy time between tours. Uh, I don't like sitting around wondering when the next thing is going to happen. So I like to, uh, as, as Lenny Bruce once said, I know, I'll make trouble. <laughs> so... so uh, what, does that, what does that do to you when you're... I mean, you, it sounds like you can't relax. No, Have you I'm, given up on relaxing? Are I'm, you okay with that? I've given up on relaxation. I've given up on peace and harmony. Not <laughs> that I enjoy uh, discord, but I enjoy agitation. And uh, basically, I, I don't want to be the lump of coal without the compression that turns it into a diamond. <laughs> I'd rather not be just a bunch of sand in an oyster. I'd rather be agitated and turn into the pearl. <laughs> and so, uh, basically... <laughs> Being uh, uh, underappreciated, underslept, uh, behind schedule, and over budget suits me just fine. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been reading uh, Get in the Van, which is uh, your, your book of journals about being in Black Flag. You poor man. And it's, it's exhausting. Like, even, I mean, it's, it's long, but, like, I'm mentally fatigued by reading about how little sleep you're getting and sleeping in a van, and, and I'm just sitting in my cozy house reading this. Well, you're young, and when you're young, you can do a whole lot of things that uh, kind of take adults like you and myself yeah. to task. And so when you're 22 and you're mad at it, you have a lot of uh, stamina. When you're older, as you know, it Not becomes so a lot more of a challenge. Not yeah. so much. Uh, people have asked me, are, are you sure it's okay to have Henry Rollins on your show? He's so intense. You have this goofy little Midwestern comedy show. How accurate is that image of Rollins compared to just Henry? Oh, well, if you have tattoos and you yell loud for a living, <laughs> some people are going to draw some conclusions. Suppose so, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but what they might not understand is there's something behind it that's more than just uh, exhaling charismatically. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's behind it? Well, I'm about a lot of things like anybody else here. We humans are dynamic creatures and we're capable of a lot of stuff. And so I like to clear the air and I like to resolve things. I like to go out and ask the big questions, go far and wide and find out for myself. And quite often that leads you to some, uh, some anger, but anger that leads to good things, not anger that makes me want to punch a hole in a wall or shake down some pensioner for the gummy quarters at the bottom of her purse. Uh, it, it leads me to you know, doing benefits, to solving problems, to bringing people together, to making uh, conclusions happen that benefit the many. And that's where my anger and my curiosity have drawn me. 
drawn me. And, uh, and, <clears throat> and so that, that's why I do what I do with the fury with which I do it. It's a, it's a benevolent anger, but I'm a, a pretty angry person. It, but, but it comes out in good ways. Good. In that it just makes me go places. It, Are you it, always angry? Yeah. Uh, like my hero, the heavyweight champion of rock and roll once said when he was asked, why are you so angry all the time, Iggy Pop said, I work at it. And when I heard that, I went, you can work at it? You can refine it? You can like do anger ups? I'm in! Um, you're, you know, you're described sometimes among the, the many different descriptions of you, you're described as a comedian, but you don't seem like the kind of guy to do 10 minutes in front of a brick wall at a comedy club. No, I, I can report somewhat accurately about a situation that is funny, but I myself, I can't be funny. Uh, comedy perhaps followed me home from school in 1860-something, but I did not uh, keep it. Uh, but I, I, but I can you be funny. fed it, it, and now you're never going to get rid of it. Well, yes. Uh, I can tell you about something that was funny, and perhaps it's just the lilting tone of my voice that makes it funny, but I myself, I'm kind of a drag, actually. <laughs> um, is, I've been thinking about this with, uh, with punk rock especially. Is punk rock inherently funny? I mean, there is a, there's an element of ridiculousness about punk rock. Oh, you're gonna kill me with your hands right now, aren't you? <laughs> But a lot of those Black Flag records and a lot of the Rollins Band records, there was some really funny stuff on there. Some very bleak, some very dark stuff, but the, the humor seems really baked into me. The, you're absolutely right. Uh, in Black Flag, we utilized humor quite a bit in the lyrics, in the imagery, and some of the imagery in the lyrics were, were extremely angry and not funny, but a lot of it was, and that was extremely on purpose. We knew exactly what we were doing. In that, without humor, it's very hard to get a point across without a bit of humor in anything, uh, from political discourse to a debate. You can't get an idea across, have it permeate and settle in someone else's mind unless you utilize some humor. A spoonful of sugar makes the napalm go down in the most wonderful way. <laughs> and, and so for me, punk rock, there are elements of humor. A great band like the Dead Kennedys, those songs are funny up and down because Jello Biafra is brilliant and he's funny and he understands that comedy is a great way to get at a whole lot of truth. Ask John Stewart about that. Who, who'd have ever thought we'd, you know, I'm, I'm at a public radio event and Dead Kennedys gets a cheer. Like, wait, are you? That's the age you're living in, John. That's the age we're here. That's where it's at, man. Happy to be here, happy to be here. How much do you tour? Uh, this year, this will be show 190 for the year in 19 countries. Why, why do you work so hard? Because I'm in love. With? My audience. I love them. They're fantastic. I see them all over the world. They've been coming to see me for 31 years. And I am obsessed with them. Uh, my affection... See? Oh, there uh, they are. And, and, and my affection for them is kind of obsessive and unconditional quadruple XL. I fear them more than I like them, in that I fear failing them. But life without them, as I'm experiencing now, the tour is basically over. This is the last time I'll be on stage this year. And I'll be going back to Los Angeles, where I'll be doing other stuff, but I'll be office-bound. And it is incredibly depressing to the point of heartbreaking not being able to interact with an audience. And so what I'll do is I live in a utilitarian man box in Los Angeles. I will pace the hallways doing spoken word shows to myself, John to myself. You are tuned in to Wits. Congratulations. Good call. I'm John Moe.
This is Wits. I'm John Moe here with Henry Rollins and Lissy. Support for Wits comes from raisins in cookies where you were expecting chocolate chips. What's the matter, friend? Did we blow your mind? And from Screens. No one will ever love you like screens love you. Screens are always there for you. Don't you wish you were gazing into one right now? Sweet, loving glass. And from Verizon's new wireless network for dogs, which is just dogs smelling each other's butts, but now the dogs have to send money to Verizon once a month. Our musical guest this week is a singer-songwriter from Rock Island, Illinois. Paste Magazine named her the best new solo artist of 2010, which is when her debut album, Catching a Tiger, was released. Her new album comes out this spring. Here is Lissy. That's Lissy with John Munson and the Witnesses. 
Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's <laughs> such, was... a, such a pleasure. And um, thank you to the witnesses for playing. You guys are awesome. Aren't they? <laughs> Things have taken off a lot for you lately. I wanted to ask you, um, what's the toughest early gig that you had when you were just starting out? Um, I probably, well, I went to college in Fort Collins, Colorado, and I played uh, at a Pizza Hut for, <laughs> for 50 bucks on the patio, which 50 bucks is a pretty good deal. Um, and there's like one couple sitting on the patio. And then when I started playing, they like went inside. <laughs> and it was so, so disturbing. It was so depressing. But actually, I was like, whatever, I don't care. 50 it's bucks. They're lost, but yeah. I got 50 bucks. Yeah, you could buy a, a lot of pizza. pizza. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've um, you developed a reputation also for, for covers of songs originally done by singers pretty different than yourself. You had a, a, a really acclaimed cover, actually, of Stairway to Heaven, uh, go, <laughs> yeah. go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, how do you find a song to cover? Because it doesn't seem like you're picking ones that already sound similar to you. Well, initially, it was just songs I liked. Like, I covered a Metallica song. I covered um, this Kid Cudi track, Pursuit of Happiness, that was a big thing for us. And um, it was just songs that I personally loved, you know? And a good song's a good song, no matter the genre, I think. So when you break it down to its basic components, it can be any style. And um, Stairway to Heaven was one of those things that we had to go on an English uh, Radio 2 thing, and they're like, cover a song from the great British songbook. And... We were like, we're going to do Stairway to Heaven. Everyone's like, no, please don't. You can't. <laughs> don't touch it. And we did, and they ended up, like, it ended up going really well. So, Lissy, I wanted to ask you about your new album uh, coming out. Um, it's coming out this spring. What goes into putting something like that together? Um, well, it's been interesting. I mean, I want to make music that means a lot to me, but a few big hit songs would be awfully nice as well. So I went to this um, agency that said they could help me. What kind of agency? Uh, well, you know how like Adele and Taylor Swift have these incredibly popular albums full of songs about their terrible ex-boyfriends? Right. <laughs> well, it's no accident. I figured that if it could work for them, why not me? Welcome to Boyfriend Express. How can we help you today? Hi. Uh, someone suggested I try you guys. How does this work? Oh, honey, it's simple. Pick a guy, fall in love, he breaks your heart, boom! Top of the charts! Seems really shady. No, not at all. You don't even kiss the fella. It can be done by email if you're busy. This is a strictly emotional relationship. But what emotions they are. Wanna meet the guys? I still don't know about this, but okay. Now, you're in luck because we're having a sale on Frank today. He's an older model, but still quite dashing. Older? Hello, Lisa. Yeah, I've broken many a heart. Amy Mann in the 90s. Before that, Pat Benatar called me a heartbreaker. And a dream maker. And a love taker. Oh, yeah. Tell me when Ed stood by me, Patsy Klein thought she was crazy for loving me. I thought that Willie Nelson wrote that song. I've been around. Just say. Now listen, Linda, I don't do fancy email letters and I, I can't text you. I don't know how those machines work. But if you need an old-fashioned heartbreak, I can get that done. Thanks. Um, this doesn't really feel right. All righty, I'm, uh, I'm going back to bed. Uh, let's, let's try something younger. Here's Jaden. He's more up on the language of today. Hey, girl. I less than three you, but that's a less than sign followed by a three, and it looks like a heart when I text you, which I can do a lot. And now I'm making a heart sign with my hands and looking sincere. Peace, Jaden. Oh, you know, I'm not that young, and I don't think that Jaden can break my heart. Girl, Capital letter U, no, I could. Tell you are BFFs, they're R-O-T-F-L. I'm beginning to forget how to use actual words, but I'll break your heart, and then you'll write a hit song and be rich, and I'll be all sad face with a colon and an open parenthesis symbol. Send. <laughs> Please, you need to get Jaden out of the room. Uh, he is chatty. Let's try John. 
He's a musician, plays the bass, moody, mysterious. Think of all the deep songs you'll write once he breaks your heart. Sup? Hmm. I've been around a lot of male musicians, so this isn't all that exciting for me. Sup? <laughs> Hello? I'm Lissy. Sup? Does he say anything else? No. I can, but they want me to maintain an air of mystery, so I'm only supposed to say sup. Actually, I've been reading this great novel, and it's all about a... Ah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He needs more training. You never saw that. <clears throat> I really wish we had more in stock right now. Our top-of-the-line models are all working with Adele, with Taylor, Miley Cyrus, key dollar sign, ha. I think... <laughs> I think that that's pronounced Kesha. Oh, that makes more sense. You just caught us at a bad time. <sighs> so I won't have my heart broken. I'm stuck being disappointed. I really believe this could work, but now I'm just crushed. Hey, I think I have a great idea for a song. Wait, come back. I'm sending you an invoice. And that's the story behind Lissy's upcoming hit song. Here again for more music, Lissy.
Lissy with John Munson and the witnesses. Thank you. It is time for the Wits Lightning Round. Short questions, short answers. Everybody ready? Doesn't matter, here we go. <laughs> Henry, do we need more punk bands in the world? Yes. Lissy, if I'm terrible at singing but really like doing it, should I sing in public? Sure. Lissy, you only have one name, so are you more like Cher, Charo, or Madonna? Uh, Charo. <laughs> Henry, are you more like Cher, Charo, or Madonna? Charo. <laughs> Henry, who is the most punk rock person never to actually be a punk rock musician? My father. Lissy, what's the best advice you've ever received? Don't take yourself too seriously. Henry, what's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, I can't, there's words I can't say, but uh, basically he said there are more of these people out there than you can shake a stick at, son. <laughs> and he was right about that. Henry, what's the best advice you've ever given? Get a lawyer, son. Get yourself a real good one. Lissy, same question. Um, to not take yourself too serious. No, that there, there was given that there are few, la few lasting virtues in being cool. <laughs> Lissy, what's the first song you ever learned to play? Uh, House of the Rising Sun. Henry, what's your favorite REO Speedwagon song? <laughs> wow, I'm flat-footed on that when you got me. <laughs> Lissy, if we had to fire one state of the United States, kick him out, who should it be? Oh, I don't want to alienate anyone. I know, but that's a question you have to answer it. I like Texas. Um... Uh, 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 I can't answer that question. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. All right, over to Sorry. you. Henry, who would you kick out of the United States? No problem, Florida. <laughs> My grandparents live there. I can't kick them out. Henry, if you could saw one other nation off of its continent and attach it to California so you could visit more often, which would it be? Oh, France. Lissy, you've opened for Tom Petty and Lenny Kravitz. Who would win in a fight between them? Totally Tom Petty. <laughs> Henry, assuming that you could take either Petty or Kravitz, could you take on both at the same time? Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Henry, will there ever be a Black Flag Christmas reunion special? <laughs> if the price is right, never. <laughs> Lissy, seriously, if we took up a collection at the show here, could we just go out and buy you a last name? I have a last name, just I bet you don't know how to spell it. M-A-U-R-U-S. Well, because you looked. You I know, know, I've done my research. <laughs> Henry, what's more punk rock, a puppy or a kitten? Ooh, a puppy. Lissy, what's more punk rock, Henry or anything else? Henry, for sure. And that is the Wits Lightning Round. You're listening to Wits. More with Henry Rollins and Lissy in a moment. This is Wits. I'm John Moe here with Henry Rollins and Lissy. <laughs> support for Wits comes from wild dogs living in the hills who found some people money and elected to support public radio with it. <laughs> wild dogs living in the hills. You never know what to expect with us, man. Additional funding from all the pretend farm animals you abandoned when you stopped playing Farmville. 
The animals hope you'll hear this and come feed them. The cow in particular would like to say something. Moo. <laughs> Additional support provided by parrots. With a life expectancy of up to 100 years, parrots are the perfect pet for people who want a pet that watches, always watches, gazing into your mortality, mocking your words as you decay. Parrots! Pop song correspondences. A note placed in the pay envelope of Billy, the piano man, Joel. Hi, Billy. It's hard to find time to talk at the bar since I'm managing the place and you're at the piano. And we have to talk. You need to sing songs. These things you perform are, are not songs. They're streams of observations about what the people in the bar are doing. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. It's called a gin and tonic. And when you run out of ideas, you just sing nonsense. La 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 da di da da. La la da di da. Stormy weather, or yesterday, or feelings, anything. Do you need sheet music? I have some in the back. This past Saturday, you were doing it a lot. It's a pretty good crowd for a Saturday, and the manager gives me a smile. Cause he knows that it's me they've been coming to see, to forget about life for a while. It was a grimace of dread, not a smile. You are not good at reading social cues, Billy Joel. All night, people were yelling at you, sing us a song. You're the piano man. But instead of doing so, you shouted their words back to them. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. You weren't making them feel all right, you were making them mad. Look, it's already a very depressing bar. Frankly, our regulars are weirdos. Paul has dedicated his life to a non-existent literary genre, real estate novels. And Davey won't stop dressing up like a sailor, but they don't need to hear about that from the piano man. Now Paul is a real estate novelist who never had time for a while. Say that! Look, I'm trying to attract a more normal crowd, business guys. Our waitress is trying to make them feel welcome, and then you just draw attention to the fact. And the waitress is practicing politics as the businessman slowly gets stoned. Yes, they're sharing a drink they call loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. Okay, you, you bring up a good point, actually. Loneliness is a terrible name for a cocktail. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I should call it the Banana Mambo or something festive. Now John at the bar is a friend of mine. He gets me my drinks for free. And he's quick with a joke or to light up his smoke. But there's some place that he'd rather be. He says, Bill, I believe this is killing me As a smile ran away from his face Well, I'm sure that I could be a movie star If I could get out of this place Oh, we all want you to get out of this place, Billy Joel. John wasn't giving you free drinks. He was throwing beer bottles at you. And he wasn't lighting your smokes either. He was trying to set you on fire. 
The only thing you got right was him saying, Bill, I believe this is killing me. It's killing all of us. La, la, la. went by and you refused to sing songs. I got so desperate, I shoved huge wads of bread in your tip jar, thinking it would get your attention. Man, what are you doing here, I shouted. So for next week, please, sing some actual songs. That's what you were hired to do. You're the piano man. Thanks, Chris Brinkley, manager. And now the Wits Game Show, where we take talented people and make them compete against one another. Because what is art but a direct competition? Why else do it? Lizzie, a successful recording artist, touring musician, singer, songwriter, and you've done it all without the benefit of a last name. Congratulations. Henry Rollins, you host a music show, you're a musical icon, big record collection, tons of knowledge. Both of you are steeped in music, but how about music that doesn't exist? This week's game is called I Was Into Their Earlier Stuff. <laughs> I will give you both the name of a non-existent band. Henry will have to give us some history on that band or background on their big hit song. Lissy will then cover that hit song, a few bars of that band that we have made up. Ready? It doesn't matter. Here we go. Band number one, Henry Rollins. Irritated Eric and the Elk. Ah, I'm glad you brought him up. Um, irritated Eric and the Elk. You would expect to see an elk and an irritated guy named Eric on stage. No one in the band was named Eric. In fact, they were uh, Finland's first uh, coal-powered metal band, where all the gear on stage was powered by coal. So the gigs were not only ruinous to the health of the, all the band members, but the audience, quite often there'd be a lot of asphyxiation lawsuits. But they were a 4-4 hardcore metals blues band, and they only had one lyric. Lots of records, like 30 or 40 records, but only one lyric. Which was also their, uh, the, the main lyric of their hit song, I Miss You So, which is, the title's one thing, but the lyric, obviously, is another. Let's see. I miss you so. Well, gosh, uh, you know, it was a faithful cover, I will, and you nailed all the lyrics. But I, I think I gotta give that round to Henry Rollins for introducing Cole into the discussion. He said the only lyric was good. I know, he painted you into a corner there. <laughs> I appreciated it, actually. All right, round two. Old Man Cupcake. Old Man Cupcake. Yeah. Oh, well, he was uh, one of the guys who crossed the, the racial lines in the, in the early days of American rock and roll. Old Man Cupcake retired from his years at the bakery, pulled up a guitar, and went from town to town singing about the virtues of cream-filled cupcakes. And um, he was a, a product of his day, uh, cursing, uh, always spitting his tobacco into the audience, the juice. And so he was one of the men who broke down not only the confectionery lines of, of music and blues, but also racial lines. And it's, it's, he's a, a huge force in what became what we know as R&B and also rap. Lissy. Yeah, I got, I got to give that one to Lissy. I want you to record that one right now, and I want that to be sold on a CD with a cupcake that comes <laughs> with it. Was I supposed to incorporate hip-hop and rap into that, though? I think it was implied. <laughs> That's a B-side. Yeah, no, I think it was there. I picked up on it. This one, I'm not sure if this will play right to you, Henry, or if this is going to really throw you. Mm. 
Diet Rollins Band. Oh, 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 oh. Diet Rollins Band. They were from Brooklyn. And uh, all, all of their records were the same. Because their whole thing was, we play the silence. And they were kind of like the 2012 Congress. They did nothing. And so they would set up to the studio. And they're, they're all digital, so you can't even hear tape hiss. And they go, one, two, three. I remember that song. Right. right. Yeah, you hear on college stations around three in the morning between songs. That was them. So, Lissy, can you do a cover of a song by the Diet Rollins Band? And here we go. Round goes to Lissy. You know, Rather than box her in that time, you kind of just painted yourself into a corner with that one. Well, I can't control the band. No, I know. Of course not. <laughs> Fine. I'm, just, I'm just telling you how it is. I'm sure, yeah. No, I'm just telling you how it never was. You're, <laughs> you're a reporter of make-believe. Um, this will determine the whole thing. The name of the band? Grandpa Pants. Oh, Grandpa Pants. Well... Uh, just because you're old and in the way doesn't mean you can't rock out. And so, Grandpa Pants, it's what they called uh, heavy pants music. And uh, the, the first album was called Load 'em! And uh, they were uh, a menace to TSA when they would go on tour because they'd go through the metal detector and they would arouse suspicion. And they would get the pat down, which would send them into the chamber of more intense scrutiny. So the albums were reminiscences of what it was like to be young before it all fell apart and the world came basically to an end for them as they faced their own mortality. So the music is poignant, dated, yet has that older person's charm and flinty resolve. <laughs> Lissy? Do you remember the days when you could still open up a window? Do you remember the days when you could still smoke a Without being took at like you were a really, really, really bad person. <laughs> and you could sit and wait for your family at the airport. At the airport. At the airport. And they had those little TVs on the seats that you could watch, that you could watch. Do you? The winner of the Wits Game Show. The winner of the Wits Game Show is Lissy. Congratulations. Oh, thank you for going easy on me. Uh, it was, you know, it was really a collaboration. You work together, but it is a competition above everything. So ultimately, <laughs> let's hear it for Henry Rollins also. Here's our own beloved band, John Munson and the Witnesses. Let the window down, feel the moonlight on. 
desert wind cool your again hand let the weight of the world float away instead no treacherous road with a decimating view There's distant lights but here they're far and few And the sun don't shine John Munson and the Witnesses. Wits is written by me and Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Our writer performers tonight are Mary Mack, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy. Music director John Munson and the Witnesses, Steve Rome, Joe Savage, Richard Maddock, and Janie Winterbauer. Musical guest, Lissy. And of course, Henry Rollins. Find us online at witsradio.org. You can subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Wits, and on Facebook. Just search for us there. I'm John Moe. Bye now.